Hello everyone, this is Jerome. I serve as a community pastor here at First Christian Church. Welcome to our brand new podcast. I'm so glad that we get to serve you today through this message. God bless you. Let's get into the word. Right on. On this beautiful Easter morning, as we've gathered to celebrate and worship our risen Lord, we're going to focus entirely on telling hearing and visualizing Luke's account of three important events surrounding the resurrection of Jesus from Luke chapter 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because they, their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb, bending over. He saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. And that very day, two of his disciples who had been following him were headed to Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking about all of the things that had transpired those few days past. And as they were walking, all of a sudden... Jesus came up beside them, started walking with them. And uh, he said, uh, so what are, you, uh, what are you talking about? And they looked at him and they, they didn't recognize him, didn't know who he was. And they said, well, Cleopas says to him, um, you're evidently new here, not from around here. You must be the only guy in Jerusalem who doesn't know what's been going on these past few days. They looked down, they were dejected. They said, we've been talking about Jesus of Nazareth, who came, who was a great prophet, and he was great and mighty works before God and all the people. And our rulers and our priests handed him over to the Romans to be condemned to die, and they crucified him. And besides all of this, it's been three days Three days since this all happened. And then on top of everything else, this morning, 
some of our women came to us and they told us this astonishing story about how that they had gone early to the tomb and they went there and he was gone. And they said, and we saw angels. And they said to us, he has risen. And then they came back and some of our, some of our friends went there and checked it out and said, same thing. Empty tomb, stone rolled away. No, Jesus. And Jesus said to them, he says, you, you're so, so blinded, so foolish. So how is it you do not understand that all of these things had to happen? They were needful and essential that Christ, the Messiah, needed to suffer all of these things before he entered into his glory. They arrived in Emmaus and he made like he was just going to continue on. They said, wait, wait, wait. The day's almost over. It's, it's getting dark. Come on in and just stay with us. So he, he went in and he sat with them and sat at the table and he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he handed it to them. And as he did, their eyes were open and they knew who he was and he was gone. They looked at each other and they said, yeah, didn't you... Like when he was telling us about all the prophets and Moses and everything that had been spoken about him. Oh, man, I just felt it inside. They got up right then and they headed back to Jerusalem. They found the apostles and their, their friends and they said, Hey, Jesus has risen. It's real. He's really, he's really alive. And they said, Yeah. They told him all the things that had happened to them. Glory to God. And while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them. And he said, peace be with you. The disciples were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And Jesus said, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and feet. It's me. Touch me and see. And while the disciples were still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, Jesus said, Ghosts don't have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And then he asked them, Do you guys have anything to eat? I mean, I've been in this tomb for three days and I'm starved. That's, that's my version. It's not in yours. So they gave him a piece of boiled fish and he ate it in their presence. And then Jesus said to them, Guys, this is what I told you while I was still with you. That everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the Law of Moses, and the Prophets, and the Psalms. And then He opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And He said, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in His name, to all nations, beginning right here at Jerusalem. 
You are witnesses of these things. And I'm going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted his hands and he blessed them. And while Jesus was blessing his disciples, he left them and he was taken up into heaven. And the disciples worshipped him then. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed at the temple continually praising God. Wow. Now you've heard the story again this morning. And I'm curious what's happening in your hearts and minds. And if you're new here at FCC, we are learning to just engage God's Word as a community of faith. Right now, if you have something that God is speaking to you about the resurrection of Jesus, what is life changing for you about the resurrection of Jesus? Just raise your hand and share it with us. We'll have a mic over here on this side and a mic over here on this side. What's going on? in your hearts and minds, after hearing this story about the resurrection of Jesus. I know you've never done this in church on Easter Sunday morning. To me, it's this unbelievable truth that Jesus is a man, that he's humbled himself to be with us, and he's eating fish to prove that I'm with you, I understand your trials, and I understand your pain. And at the same time, he's proving he's so much more, that he's God at the same time, that he has conquered death. And this beautiful melding of being God and man is, becomes the most powerful story to us and our hope. Right on. Wow. Great. What else? What else is going on, Dale? To me, I think it's one of the most incredible things that uh, some people take for granted every single day. It changed the calendar. It's Anno Domini, after death. He is the one that has risen. It changed our calendar forever. We take it and rewrite the date every single day. And yet, his love for us changed that. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. So, for me, what I keep finding is that he faced and conquered death itself. He gave everything. For me, and if I was the only one, he would still have done that. And so I keep getting convicted in areas to where I'm holding a little back. I'm holding a little back. This, just this for me. Just this for me. And I'm just keep having to step forward and just give it to him. Give him everything. And it's hard to give him everything because we want to hold these little crumbs back. And he says, no, give me the crumbs because I'm going to give you the whole loaf, brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thomas. Ernie. 
I love the fact that he is the truth. He kept his word. He said what he was going to do, and he did it. Um, in his resurrection, he honored his father and gave him all glory. And uh, I fell short in that department for years and years and years, never keeping my word. I was a liar. I didn't understand. I was blind. I couldn't hear. But in the resurrection, he gave me all that when I believed. Wow. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. Okay, east side. Got to get caught Hi. up. Jesus told me before I got a job, I was afraid, and he said, I overcame this world and I conquered it, and I'm living in you through the Holy Spirit. Right on. Thank you, Amy. Wow, that's huge. That's, uh, that's bringing it right down to today in our lives, isn't it, Kristen? This morning as I was reading the word, God revealed to me that he rolled, Jesus died and was laid in the tomb so that God could roll away the stone of my flesh and I could live in the spirit of life. Blake? Um, I think it shows that he's 100% consistent all the time and that this life's going to fail you. Whatever hardships you're going through are going to fail or they're not going to be what you want, but at the end of the day, he's always consistent for you. Yeah. Wow, thank you, Blake. It shows that Jesus' very heart was that of compassion and mercy and that he chose to uh, die a gentle, not a gentle, but a very lowly and despicable death uh, for us because he was drawn to us and that's who he was, compassion. That's who he is, compassion, mercy. And he can't not uh, be drawn to our ugliness and our sin because he, he is compassion. He is mercy. And um, that's life-giving. Thank you, Emily. It's amazing that we, in all of our unworthiness and our brokenness, were worth the suffering that Jesus endured. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Jesus taught me that life is difficult. And it's supposed to be that way. He showed the difficulties he went through and how he endured. The only way that I can grow is through these difficulties. They push me to move me so I can grow mentally and spiritually. And the only way that's going to happen, unfortunately, for this guy is through pain. Thank you. Yeah, we... Uh... Some of us don't learn much without pain, do we? And Jesus did say, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Um, I learned that God only has the power to raise you from the dead. And during my near-death experience, um, he showed me that he was the only way. So um, while I was in a coma, I... I walked with Jesus and I just and he just showed me everything and he let me know that I am the way. And it just sticks with me forever now. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Jerome. Aiden over here. Uh, actually, I have to say okay. Everybody's all talking. 
I just think it's really cool and, and exciting that how Jesus said he'd save us and he really did. Never lies, keeps his truth. Wow. How old are you, Aiden? Nine. Um, Keep it up. Somebody online wrote, um, Jesus died and arose for me. The story is personal. Mm. Wow. Mm. Thank you, online audience. So this morning, the story was very personal to me. I was listening to this devotional that mentioned an old hymn that my, my sister loved, Thine be the glory, risen, conquering king. But my sister died, and I saw her radiant face this morning, and I'm crying on Easter morning, and I'm telling the Lord, I'm crying on Easter morning, I'm crying on Resurrection Day. And it's kind of like what Jesus said to Mary, why are you crying? I said, I'm crying because my sister died. And I've lost several siblings to cancer. But to me, the resurrection of Jesus is about the people we've lost and maybe we can see their faces. I can see my sister's radiant smile. I can see my brother's conquering smile. And that is connected to me very personally today with the resurrection of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hi, everybody. My name is Debbie. I, um, to me, I know just the knowledge that someone who loves me so much enough to lay down his life for me just means so much to me in a way because I know that there's nothing I can do that will stop him from loving me. No matter how far I've gone from him, his arms will always open to me. And that just teach me the power of love and how important it is. And because he lives, there's hope. And that there, there is an opportunity for me to change to be better today than I was yesterday. And my goal is to strive to be better tomorrow than I was today. And that there is hope that, you know, because it lives, I will live again. And that this, this is just a temporary place for, for me to learn and grow so that I can return and live with that person who loves me so much to die for me. And that, that's mm. what the resurrection mm. means to me. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. Debbie, where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from the Congo, Africa. I moved, to, I moved to California 15 years ago, and I moved to Arizona two years ago. <laughs> right on. We're glad you're here. So um, I love that this story knows no cultural, geographical, racial boundaries. Right on. And... This story brings us together as the family of God. And by the way, it's so good to see so many of you back here where you belong. We've missed you over here. This morning, but um, so my grandfather has been suffering from cancer for the last year. And uh, last week he told my grandmother he's ready to go home to God. And he died on Good Friday. So just to know that he's up there celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ this morning is uh, astonishing. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We're uh, sorry for your loss, but 
rejoice with you in your hope that your grandfather knew his creator and he's with him right now. Wow. I, uh, I love when God speaks through you rather than me telling you what you ought to see in the story. <laughs> you know, there's not everybody believes this story. And the popular rhetoric out there is that this is simply a resurrection myth, that it's a legend that has grown up around the person of Jesus Christ who died and, you know, he has disintegrated into the dust of Palestine somewhere. But when you look at this story, brothers and sisters, it's not like a myth. It doesn't even read like a legend. In fact, those of you who know me well know that I, I believe in sound thinking. And I don't believe everything I hear. I question, I read, I listen to people. I love science and, and what it has helped us learn. And so you would look at this story naturally with some skepticism. But if you pay attention to what's written, especially Luke's account this morning where we learn that Everyone who loved Jesus and had been following Him was disappointed at the death. Nobody said, well, darn, look, there He is, hanging on the cross. That's horrible, but it's okay. Just wait three days and we'll all be good because He's going to come back. Nobody thought that. Nobody knew that. Nobody believed Him. No matter how many times He had told them And even when he showed up, his disciples thought they were seeing a ghost. They didn't believe it was really him. He had to show them his hands and feet. He had to invite them to touch him. He said, a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones like you see I have. And he could still tell that they didn't believe. And so he asked them for something to eat. And he ate the fish in their presence. People, the fact that the disciples did not believe and it took some proving for them to believe even what they were seeing with their own eyes tells me that they were not lying, that they didn't fabricate this, they didn't make it up. It was the last thing they ever expected to happen. But they wrote down their experience. It's been preserved for us. And the question for us today, brothers and sisters, is what do we make of Jesus? What are we going to do with Him? Maybe the real question is, what does Jesus make of us? He's asking that we either accept Him or reject Him. There's no middle ground. If this did not happen, if Jesus did not raise from the dead like He had said He would, He is not a great moral teacher. He's a liar or a crazy person. 
Jesus is asking that we either accept Him or reject Him. I'll tell you that the resurrection changed the lives of His followers forever. There is no explanation for the growth of Christianity throughout the centuries if Jesus did not rise from the dead. If He did not rise from the dead, He is another dead religious leader and the hope of His followers would have been shattered. I believe that God did a new thing. I believe that God entered history remarkably as in the person of Jesus as God in the flesh and He invites us all into a new life. A life, as you've heard shared from so many of your brothers and sisters this morning, of the possibility of a new life. Where we knew, when the Bible says you were dead in your sins, and we remember what that was like. And apart from Jesus, we had no hope. Try as we may, we could not lift ourselves out of the pit that we had dug for ourselves. But Jesus has lifted us out and given us new life and hope Why? Because He is alive, people. He is alive. And He wants to live in you. He wants to give you the opportunity of new life. And my challenge to you this morning is that you not leave this place without taking Him up on His offer of new life. It can begin today. If you haven't experienced it, it can begin today. We're going to sing about this right now. I invite you to worship your Lord if you know Him. I invite you to come up here and ask Him to live inside of you if you don't know Him. And make this Resurrection Day one that will change your life forever. Right on.